This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen, President of World Ministries International. I want to welcome you to the Warning Television Program. Also, those that are listening on Warning Radio, Shortwave, or social media, welcome. I have in my studio today a very special guest of mine, special friend. He comes from the nation of Kenya, and he's one of the leading bishops in all of Kenya. In fact, I think he's one of the leading bishops in the world. His name is Bishop Kefa Omai. Now, I want you to look right now, and this will show you what kind of person is in the studio today. Bishop Kefa Omai is married to Rose and blessed with three lovely sons, a daughter-in-law, John and Vicky, George, Brian, and an endeared grandson, Jacob. He is not only overseeing Redeemed Gospel Church, Inc. as the presiding bishop, but is also the secretary of the Apostolic Council. He is the senior pastor of RGC, Liberty Christian Center, a branch church or assembly of RGC, Inc. He serves on different boards such as Life Ministry Kenya as the vice chairman of the advisory board. He chairs the Kenya Coalition of Church Alliances and Ministries, KCCAM, which is the coming together of the registered Evangelical Pentecostal and Charismatic Umbrella Bodies and is a board member of the Evangelical Alliance of Kenya. He is the founding chairman of the Kenya Bible Translation Trustees, KBTT board. He resigned in 1996 from the defunct Kenya Posts and Telecommunications Corporation, where he worked as the Human Resource Officer to pursue biblical studies in Norway. Upon his return from the Living Word Bible College, he was appointed to serve as the National Director of World Evangelism of Kenya by the late Dr. Morris Cerullo, a position he held until 1999 when he embarked on the pastoral work at Liberty Christian Center. Dr. Omai has had the privilege of being appointed to serve in government boards such as the Lake Basin Development Authority and the High Task Force of the Prisons Reform in Kenya. This is attributed to having not only worked in the Kenya Post and Telecommunications Corporation, but also his professional competencies. He is a holder of a bachelor's degree in personnel management and industrial relations, BCom, Master's of Arts, MA, in organizational leadership, and a final PhD student in organizational leadership development from Pan-Africa Christian University. He was honored with the Doctorates of Divinity and Humanities from the United Graduate College and Seminary, USA. Besides the above, Dr. Omai is the Executive Director of Ultimate Consultancy and Training Services. The firm consults on leadership, management, human resource, taxation, accounting, and financial-related fields. This is besides motivational talks. Finally, Dr. Omai is a sought-after speaker in conferences, church leadership seminars, and summits. He is not only a preacher and a teacher of God's Word, but is also a trainer and motivational speaker in so many forums. Ladies and gentlemen, giving honor to whom honor is due, shall we welcome the esteemed Bishop Kefa Omai. Welcome back. Did you enjoy that? We're going to meet Bishop Kefa Omai right now because we're in trouble in the United States. We're in trouble around the world. And only the Church of Jesus Christ can stop the insanity. They're trying to topple nations. They're trying to remove our sovereignty. They're trying to create a one world order, a new world government. Only the church can rise up and stop it. The Bible is very clear. Our responsibility to bring the gospel around the world, which would bless every nation. And if we fail to do that, evil men rule their nation. And if evil men rule their nation, their nation suffers and the righteous are persecuted. But if the righteous rule, the people prosper. 
Bishop Umay, welcome back to the Warning Television program. What a joy to be in this television station and much more so to be involved in today's discussion. I believe God has a word for the nations. Amen. Amen. I'll tell you, it's my joy having you. Well, I'm so delighted. Well, I know that you have a very busy schedule and you've uh, squeezed me in. Yes. You know, we have talked about this for some time now. Yes. Through your visit to Kenya in Nairobi, we have had the opportunity of fellowshipping together. By God's grace, you came and ministered in our church. Yes. In fact, not only in our assembly, but in different congregations. And you have been a great blessing coming in as an apostolic voice, bringing in the message of the time. Amen. Sounding the alarm. Thank you. And we thank God for you. Thank you. I know I flew to Kenya the first time in 1987 and have been going in and out of Kenya ever since. As you know, I even lived there for nine years, but then have offices there. But traveling to Kenya and traveling the other nations around the world and meeting with most of your key bishops, your archbishops, residing bishops, working with them, including Bishop Arthur Kitonga that you and I That's love right. dearly. Amen. He's been a close friend of mine, actual close friend since 1989. And he's uh, used me all over the place. And he's always welcome to travel with me anywhere in the world. And as you know, he's a father. Yes. He's a father in the nation. Yeah. He's a spiritual leader in East Africa and by extension in Africa. He's a statesman. And he is my accountability pastor. Amen. He is my father. Amen. And by the way, greetings from His Grace the Archbishop. Oh, well, thank you so much. I'll tell you what, it was the Archbishop is the reason I spoke at your church. That's right. He's the one who introduced me yes. to me. <laughs> and you remember the day you came to the office yes. and they said, Bishop, here is the prophet, yeah. the man of God. Yeah. And you see, as soon as I saw you, yeah. my spirit connected. Good. There was a kindred spirit within. Good. And from that day, we began to walk together. Well, I'll tell you, he thinks so much of you, has so much respect and Think so highly of you. And so he told me, he says, I really want you to speak for Bishop Omai. I'm telling you that he really spoke a lot of good things. And, and obviously, you're the presiding bishop now. Over 2,000 redeemed churches. But that does not make me to be the founder and does not make me to be the leader, the apostolic leader of Redeemed Gospel Church. One of the things I learned, Dr. Anson, is that there is a difference between a father and a son. Yes, yes. And I'm one person that has cultivated the culture of honor, giving mm. honor to whomsoever honor is due. I think that's so important. Right. Very important. A lot of people don't honor in this world today. Even in homes, a lot of them don't honor their parents. And you see what happens to their lives because they don't understand those dynamics. That's right. That you need to honor those in authority. Honor your parents. Honor your spiritual leaders. That's right. That is a revelation. It takes a revelation for one to be able to understand the aspect like this one we are talking about, understanding the culture of honor. The Lord taught me several years ago, my parents were very committed in the house of God, in the things of God, in the assemblies of God's church. Okay. And I'll tell you something. I saw my father and my mother honoring servants of God, and they taught us on what it means to honor a spiritual leader. All through my life, I have done exactly that. And when I was appointed to become the presiding bishop 
of Redeemed Gospel Church, one of the things I decided was not to allow the appointment and the position to get to my head, mm. only to know that it's by the grace of God that I've been given the opportunity to serve as the presiding bishop. And that's why whenever you come to Kenya and you see the way I relate with my archbishop, I don't relate with him casually. I give him the honor that he deserves as our father, the founder of Redeemed Gospel Church. And I'm there to making sure that the vision moves on as the presiding bishop. Wow. And, and that's what I'm teaching. Even you know, they're matching leaders. That's beautiful. I'm sure that is the reason why he entrusted you with that great responsibility of 2,000 churches when he stepped back and had you now lead them is because you understood that principle of honor. That's right. And I dare say, if, if you had not exhibited it, you wouldn't be in that position today. Precisely. Because you don't put a usurper into your role, your position, but you put a man you can trust with your life. And to God be the glory for this. Amen. Amen. And so I, I know personally, he thinks a lot of you. I've stayed in his home and he's told me many things. He respects you greatly. You see, there is this principle. You can never be in authority if you are not under authority. Right. For every Elijah, there is an Elisha. That's right. That's right. For a Paul, there is a Timothy. For a Moses, there is a Joshua. And all this is in scripture. And you can never want to ascend to a leadership position when you are Moses, when you are Paul, and when you are Elijah is around you. You simply serve. No, that's good. You are Elijah. That's you serve good. your Moses. That's good. And you serve your Paul. That's good. That's a principle. That's right. Even Joseph, see, he knew that principle, even though he was falsely accused, but he did not destroy his character. He continued to honor. Right. Even though he was framed, he still showed honor. And he rose up to be right under Pharaoh. Precisely. So that's a, such an important thing to understand is honor. And honor can only come if self is out of the way. And so it comes a part of humility, which is the character of God. Uh, humility is, is not weakness, it's strength. Because a person that is not humble, he's proud, he's arrogant. When, when trouble comes, he compromises, he denies, he runs, he hides, like Peter did before he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. But if you have a humble man, you, de, you dwell and you focus and you want the power of God. That's what fasting is all about. The power of God, the strength of God coming in you as you deny yourself self-preservation and your pride and the Spirit of God rises up Amen. and you go in authority to do the impossible. Bishop? Wonderful. Amen. That's how it is. You know, you outside we were talking and as I was showing you the campus and, and, and you started speaking some things and, uh, and, and it, it was good. And so what is your passion right now? What is the burden? You know, Dr. Anson, when the pandemic broke out, we are talking about COVID-19. Yes, yes. It's like everything was shut down. Yes. With lockdowns, etc. And we began to see things that we have not seen before. Of course, we have had pandemics before. Sure. But what happened during this time was alarming all over the world. Yeah. There was literally a shutdown. That's right. There was confusion all over. And we began to pray and asking God, what's not happening? Lord, show us what is happening all over the world. What are you saying out of this situation? And as we were deep in prayer, 
the Lord put a word in my spirit. And this is understanding the seasons of change. Good. Now, when we look at scripture, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, from verse 1, to everything, there is a season. That's right. Now, whatever we see happening in the world today happens within a given set time. The Bible talks about the set time. Yes. The appointed time. Yes. The due season of God, etc. Right. These right. are all seasons. And I began to see what my eyes had not seen before, that beyond, and this is how I got this statement, beyond the dark clouds, the sun shines. Yes. And the word of God as written in the New Testament, and this is Paul saying, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord. I began to check from scripture about the people of a covenant, and we are talking about the children of Israel. God has entered into a covenant That's right. relationship with Abraham, and he promises Abraham what he will do to Abraham and his seed. And we see the promises of God coming to pass. But with all that God has spoken of, remember, in the Abrahamic covenant, God had spoken and said, Abraham, apart from you becoming the father of many nations, and apart from you becoming a blessing, your seed will be strangers in a foreign land. Yes. And they will serve their taskmasters for 400 years. But after those 400 years, they will come out with great substance. We find, according to the word of God, the children of Israel are in Egypt and the suffering they are under the hands of the taskmasters. But you know what? They suffered. They went through anguish. That was a season. Yes. A season of anguish. A season of despondency. They went through so much and the Bible declares they cried to the Lord. And as they cried to the Lord, the Bible says, God heard their cry. Yes. They're in a season. That's right. A particular season. That's right. Of their lives. They lift up their voices to God. They cry to God. And the Bible says, God heard their cry. Their cry. Then number two, God saw their afflictions. A season of afflictions. But God remembered his covenant. And when he remembered his covenant, we are talking about the Abrahamic covenant. Yes. Because they saw that God had said that he will do for a seed. The Bible declares he sought for a man. And he got a man by the name of Moses and sent him to Egypt to go and stand before Pharaoh and get his people delivered from the house of bondage. Amen. Now, when you look at that, you see the children of Israel going through seasons of life. Good. There was that season of being in the land of Egypt under the hands of the taskmasters. They have come out of Egypt with great substance according to the word of God because God honors his word. Yes. God fulfills, he packs up his word. And I'll be talking about that shortly. Now, they've come out of Egypt. They're in another season until they found themselves in the land of promise, another season. So I began to understand that nothing happens without God's knowledge. That's right. And whenever God, our father in heaven, our father, the father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, allows a situation that it means there is something that he'll work out of that situation. And there's so much that God had in my heart. And Dr. Anson, I decided I am going to put this 
together in a book form. Now, this book is in circulation. It's even on Amazon.com. Okay. It's both in Book Kindle and uh, uh, if someone grabs this copy, it's so much revelatory. God opened my eyes to begin to see that in every season, there are opportunities. Yes, yes. And for every season, there are blessings. That's right. It is in a given season that God promotes one towards his place of assignment. That's right. And therefore, this book, Understanding Seasons of Change, came as a result of prayer and waiting upon God. How we should embrace our moments of lifting in the God-ordained seasons of life. So out of this, I have been sharing this loud and clear. Okay. That as much as we are hearing what we are hearing about COVID and about the uh, re-emergency, etc., I will say this, we are about to see what we have not seen before. One of the things is, during this time, God caught our attention because we were too busy. Everybody was here helter-skelter. We were too busy that we didn't have time to listen to the Lord. Yes. But during this time of the pandemic, we spend more time in prayer. Totally. Inquiring from God, wanting to hear what is God saying. I therefore want to encourage all the viewers and wherever you are listening from, God is at work. During this time and even after this pandemic, and you know what is very exciting? We are about to see the greatest move of God that we have not seen before. In fact, we are entering into a season of the greatest reawakening. We are about to see the real Pentecost because the Bible says, and the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former. I want to pause here, Dr. Anson. My heart is so excited yes. because of what God is about to do. Yes. We are seeing it in Africa. And I believe America and the nations around are about to enter into a season of the greatest reawakening so that the church becomes the church. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've been watching this morning television program or listening to us on radio, shortwave, social media, you can see we have the same heart. It's like we're brothers from a different mother. That's right. But the passion is there. We understand the seasons, the times. The people of God under bondage in Egypt through that terrible bondage and persecution, yet they cried out to God and he brought them through now their deliverance and a tremendous outpouring of the Holy Spirit and they be, had the wealth of Egypt and they walked now in miracles. That's right. Sure, they had some problems along the way because of their lack of faith or disobedience, but they finally moved into the promised land. God is getting our attention because he wants to do something so great. The church... Until this has happened, we're not in a position to do it. That's right. To receive that. And that's why, servant of God, men of God, we have to sound the alarm. Yes. And that's one of the nicknames of this program is sound the alarm. We have to blow the trumpet. And the Bible says, God does nothing except by revealing his secrets to his servants, the prophets. Amen. You know, since March 20, 2020, I've had 25 nighttime visions. Wow. They're on the website telling exactly what is going to happen. Right. 25. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in a time of change, like the bishop said. 
That's right. God wants to wake up the church to the reality of what's going on in every nation. He wants to wake it up to expose the forces that are attempting to take over the nations, to educate Christians in every nation regarding the goals and operations of forces aligned to destroy the church, to have leaders and people in every walk of life join eagle-saving nations so we can be true ambassadors of Jesus Christ moving in the third person of the Trinity to see this great awakening and this great power that you're talking about. That's why God birthed eagle-saving nations. I'm so excited about eagle-saving nations. You know, whenever God wanted to do something, he raised up a man. He raised a prophet. He raised a people. Amen. And I believe the eagle-saving nations is a vision that God gave you. I believe it. Man of God, to bring about the awakening, to bring about the revival that we've been talking about. You and I yes. are students of yes. leadership. That's right. And we know yeah. it is documented so clearly on how revivals broke out. Through this initiative, the Eagles... Eagles Saving Nations. Saving Nations. Stadiums are going to be filled up. That's right. We are going to see churches packed... And even Nio Stadium. ...to the overflow. Amen. And Nio Stadium. Nio Stadium in yes. Nairobi. Yes. We, we, we are experiencing... Signs of a great reawakening. You know, one of the things that Dr. Anson, God is doing in Kenya right now is bringing down Babylonian barriers. Good. That which I call denominational barriers, where we would say, this is my church. That's your church. My church. My, my, my. And yet the Bible shows us that the church is Christ. That's right. That's exactly right. Jesus said, I'll build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Amen. So one of the things that God is doing is bringing the sense of understanding that the church belongs to Christ. And God wants to use the church, the ecclesia, to bring about the greatest revival that has not been seen before. That's why God has put this burden in your heart Amen. about raising up an army that understand the times and seasons as to what God wants to do in the nations of the world. So we are about to see stadiums packed, churches I overflowing. I believe it. Because of the revival. I and when we it. talk about the revival, we are talking about the restorative work of Pentecostalism. The third person of the Trinity operating through your life, my life, every believer. That's it. That's what God wants. Ladies and gentlemen, eagle saving nations to stop the tyranny taking place even using COVID-19 as an excuse to ignore our constitutions around, our around the world, to take away life, liberty, and property, to have evil men rule the nations. But the church is going to rise up and stop this insanity. The church is going to rise up, and we're going to see instead a mighty power of God move. God in his own design. That's right. Raised up the ecclesia, the church, to become his agent of change. Amen. To become the agent of transformation. That's right. And to become the extension of his will, design, intent over the nations of the world. You cannot ignore the church. Ladies and gentlemen, go to my website, www.worldministries.org. www.worldministries.org. Click on Eagles Saving Nations. 
Again, the vision and mission is to wake up Christians of the seriousness of the hour, hold revival meetings across the world, fill stadiums, conference centers, churches, focused on training, strategy, exhortation, worship preaching, and allowing the glory of God to manifest with people being baptized in the Holy Ghost. We want them to leave the meetings encouraged, refreshed, and strengthened with power and authority to accomplish confronting the evil forces that are trying to enslave God's people in their nation. We want to be true ambassadors of Jesus Christ. We want another great awakening. Bishop, 30 seconds. You've said it. The reawakening. You see, the Bible says, the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former. Think Amen. about Acts chapter 2. Amen. What happened in Acts chapter 2? It's about to replay. It's about to repeat itself in a greater intensity when the church does what you've said. So we call upon every believer to get out of religiosity and begin to be a God chaser. Begin to develop a thirst, a longing for the baptism of the Holy Spirit because it is the baptism of the Holy Spirit that gives one power the dunamis. Amen. God bless you www.worldministries.org Click on Eagle Saving Nations Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.